Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, my darlings. It's me, Anna Mann, actress, singer, welder. Gotta have a backup. I've been in everything, my darlings, and I've been cut from most things. However, I will not be cut from one thing, and that is my own podcast, Talking to Actors with Anna Mann where I meet those rarest of creatures, the actors. That's Talking to Actors. Look out for the new series starting soon on The Great Big Owl. The following podcast is a member of The Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, West World. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Hello and welcome indeed to the The One Show show, the podcast that takes TV's Tea Time magazine flagship shit show, The One Show, and rubs it up against an ill pensioner with underlying health conditions. I am John Holmes and this week, on the green sofas, Matt giggles like a dizzy schoolgirl at two men called Martin, a bride-to-be eats half a burger on a Welsh mountain and... Good evening, Beavers. <laughs> Joining me to isolate the last seven days of The One Show, our regular The One Show shower, Mark Haynes, and making his debut appearance, stand-up comedian, stand-up comedian, man, team captain on the far more successful than this, Do The Right Thing well, podcast. It, it's a lot better. Michael Legg is here. Hi, everyone. Hi, Nation. Hi. Um, first question, always... Have you ever watched the one show before we made you do no, it? No, 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 no. And I thought that that would always be the answer. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a real proper shock to the system, isn't it? I yeah. mean, you know it's going to be. Here's the thing: you know it's going to be boring. Yeah, okay. But my God, it's drivel. Yeah, like. But that woman, I said, I don't even know who they are. Yeah. The woman. <laughs> you know the woman? You watched three episodes and didn't even take that in. I couldn't I give that. a fuck. You know, whoever the woman is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alex Jones. She is so bored. She she can't hide it. Yeah. She It's just like, 
All right, do I have to talk to you morons again? She looks into the camera with such pity (laughs) for anyone looking back. She knows they're looking back. Yeah. And so she's trying to be on that. She's trying to help them, I think. And then look at you eating your pudding (laughs) and letting it all spill down (laughs) you before you go to bed at half eight. She was on a kind of odd tip this week, I thought, because she was on, she's been off for ages because she had a baby, right? right? So she's only recently back. So we think yeah. she's gone a bit mad. But, but she, she was on a kind of strange... There were a lot of weird Alex moments. You know the yeah. bit when they were talking about hand sanitizer? When weren't they? Yeah. Um, but the bit when she sort of said, well, apparently you can use vodka. And then she said, oh, oh, no, that's a waste of it. And for anyone wanting more information, go to our <clears> website and you can find links to the last week's films on the coronavirus there, where experts answer your questions on everything, really, from travel to using vodka as hand sanitizer. Although, clearly, that's a bit of a waste. Don't do that. <laughs> can you do that on the beat? Can you advocate drinking vodka? She, she's definitely... I mean, last week she threatened to kill a man if he tried to steal a catalytic converter. Yeah. The thing I've noticed is she's got, she's got very, very Welsh... And I think it's, she's been back in Wales right. and she's forgotten about the bright lights of TV centre and she is a proper, proper valley girl now. Right. Well, she looks like she's sick to the back teeth of the bright lights of the city centre because, yeah. I mean, she just... I'm, I mean, the guy beside her, whoever he is, <laughs> Matt Baker. Like he acts like he's, he's won a competition to be on the one yeah. show. It's <laughs> like he's so giddy and excited. Now, so this is good, right, because we, we are used to... We are, we are Stockholm Syndrome, Matt Baker, Okay. Does for a long time so getting your take on a man you don't even know his name we made no. you watch it and, and, and your first impression there because we've got we've formed an impression right. well in Stockholm Syndrome you, you become affectionate towards your, oh, your no, we're, uh, not, we're, not, we're not there yet no yeah. no, no. <laughs> we've just seen a lot of him yeah that's a good point so your first take of him then over excitable yeah he seems really happy and excited and interested in the guests uh, which is unfortunate for the guests <laughs> because <laughs> He is the intellectual moron by quite some distance. And that included some pretty stupid people yeah. that he had to speak to. Yeah. Should we, so, start, should we start Monday? I mean, it's, it's the obvious thing to do. First of all, it, it, he said at the beginning, and this was a good introduction for you, mm-hmm. if you noticed it. So the guests were Ashley Walters and Noel Clark, mm, who were promoting right. some Sky One cop drama bulletproof bulletproof yes I was born a king a million pounds was recovered from a drugs deal yesterday find out who this money belongs to we're going undercover born a king I it took me so long to figure out that that was a drama I went what, what, what reality TV show were they doing are they <laughs> do they have to be police in reality TV because they were acting no acting no, it was, so it was right. like, they were just being themselves yeah, right yeah. it's like I don't get this at yeah. all Anyway. But then they, they had that, a, a picture of them, didn't they? Getting a pedicure. Mm, right. And then Matt said, so this would have been your first, mm. right at the top of the show, he sure. went, he went um, well, I'm happy to cut my nails in the bath. Well, I'm happy to cut my nails in the bath. Yeah. And I said, yes. people are having their tea. Yeah. But yeah. he also said, do you get uh, pedicures uh, regularly? And he lost a little <laughs> bit of faith in his asking it, <laughs> as if he was thinking, I don't want the lads back in Northumbria <laughs> to think that I have become infected by right. the bright lights of London yeah. talking about pedicures. And you could hear him lose his... Passion for that question. Yeah. It died in his mouth like ashes. <laughs> I mean, is it a thing? So, so do, you, do you get yeah. manicures and pedicures done quite Pedi- regularly? Pedicures regularly. He's already admitted he has a bath. <laughs> 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 the best bit before yeah. that was they showed a, a little picture of Ashley Walters and Noel Clark sitting on a car. Mm. And they said, there you are, looking tough, sitting on a car. And Matt suddenly went, car parked off. Sitting on a car, casually. <laughs> car parked off. <laughs> <He's> a, <laughs> as a phrase, car parked off. 
What? Car parked off. What does that mean? He's car parked off. <laughs> oh, it car parked off. Car parked off. Took me a while to figure that out. Okay, <laughs> car parked off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Car parked off. Is that a thing? It's not explained. Very, I mean, he was like, like you get tufts in car parks. Yeah. <laughs> Steer clear of the car park tufts. God. And then, then they were talking about a, a kid who'd hugged Megan off of Meghan and Harry. Yeah, right. And then apologised to Harry for hugging his wife. Yeah, I didn't get that. I, d- I didn't know what they were talking about. And then they said, so today's call-out, the, the text that, you know, the senders of things, was, do you have a little cheeky sorry? This brilliant moment, stealing a hug from the mm. Duchess of Sussex. No. Um, <laughs> what a, I mean, it's so full of charisma. I really liked it. <laughs> well, today, Akia has written a letter of apology to Prince Harry that said, I hope you don't mind me cuddling your wife. Oh, sweet. <laughs> so, do you, like Akia, have a little cheeky sorry that you would like us to pass on this evening? Yeah. It drove me mad. It drove me mad. It drove me mad for the obvious reason. They, the idiots, are asking the British public... Do you have anything to apologise for? <laughs> Do you genuinely think those bastards are ever going to say sorry? <laughs> Never. We've talked about this before where they set up these texters and then they just drop them because nobody at home understands what they're trying to get at. Sure. This time round, they did get it and people were doing sorries for sort of various silly reasons. Oh. Someone immediately wrote in as their dog. Uh apologising to their mum for nicking their slippers. A doggy apology here from Rebecca. This is Nala. She would like to say sorry to her grandma for always running away with her slippers. Oh, just one more. Fringe inside. This this whole episode was strange because this was Monday's show and it's amazing how quickly the coronavirus thing has really taken hold in the country. So on Monday, this seemed like... 30 years ago, where they have no idea what's coming up round the corner. And so there were some mentions of coronavirus Go, oh, isn't it silly? But here's the thing about a, an apologetic dog. And, <laughs> you know, here's some people talking about some fucking bullshit TV show, which could not seem less important. Yeah. And over the course of the week, as we watch the episodes going through, it becomes far more fucking serious. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, the guy, whoever his name is, I don't know, <laughs> write in and tell us... Um, <laughs> He becomes, like I'm saying, he's so wide-eyed and like I'm so excited and I've won a competition, I'm on the one show. Mm. By Thursday's episode, he's really serious. Yes, yes, so I think he's got the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> or worse. Yeah. The, the one thing it really reminded me of was Frank Miller's uh, Dark Knight Returns, the comic book series, which is told through a series of things of, of, of news-breaking civil unrest and then really shitty sort of television where there's hosts yeah. saying, you know, and, and the one show has become The Dark Knight Returns. Um, Other bit that I was noticing about this, Matt is nervous, and I'll tell you why he's nervous, is because on the 31st of March, he is retiring from the one show. He's done it for nine years. There is no way that he can be sure that the one show, the big send-off that he's going to get is even going to be on air. That's true, isn't it? Everyone's delaying big events and things. Yeah. I'm sure Matt Baker is thinking, and, and he's how can the, this be the postponed? The one-show crowds on that four-court piazza outside, he's going to want you know some band to send him off. He's going to want the crowds down there going, yeah, Matt, because they have all these things outside. And you're absolutely right. Now he can't be sure that piazza's even going to be open to the public. of the piazza that opens the show every day. On Monday, it was sparse. By the time it got to Thursday, looking <laughs> <laughs> tumbleweed going through. <laughs> it was amazing watching was. that sort of shift of day to day of watching London just empty. That bit of apology at the end that we were talking about, mm. right, on Monday, was that was another Matt weird thing. So um, someone, Janet, 
said she wanted to say sorry to Simon Le Bon. <laughs> and, and Matt said... Uh, from Duran Duran. The Simon. Yeah, wow. the, the Simon Le Bon. <laughs> <laughs> Janet just wants a Simon Le Bon. Any old Simon Le Bon. Yeah. There's loads of them. Loads of them, aren't there? Oh, you know, you've heard of them all. What was he talking about? What, the Simon Le Bon? The Simon Le Bon? Oh, yeah. No! Another yeah. fucking Simon. No! Why would we be saying it out loud, Matt, you <laughs> fucking idiot? If it wasn't that Simon Le Bon, the caveat that it wasn't would already be in the sentence. So, it's... Ugh. Worth saying as well, this is Monday, but they that, that that little bit of text that they read out with the Simon Le Bon and the dog slippers yeah. and everything, that followed a chat about enforced quarantine. <laughs> One of the causes of empty shelves is fear by the population of forced quarantine, which might mean that people are not allowed out of their homes in order to buy. And uh, maybe if so many staff are... Isolated supermarkets may have to close some branches as well whilst their staff recover or the store is cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, I mean, there was a the, there was a good handbrake turn. Uh, the one shows you've probably spotted, Michael, mm. uh, is is a, a master at the handbrake turn of one subject that might be light-hearted, but they then have to sort of crowbar a really kind of dark subject in right, right next okay. to it. Yeah, and yeah. they kind of, but they don't bother hiding it. So there was a great bit this on Monday when they were talking to them about the fictional cop programme. Well, a brief series two is on Sky One and Now TV. All episodes available from Friday the 20th of March. Uh, now, playing fictional cops is one thing, but it's worth remembering the real-life danger that our police go through every day. Oh, danger that God, our police go through every day. said it! No! 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 <laughs> See, how can you how can you let that come out of your head? That's, that's <laughs> how it works. That's what they do. And then we had we were subject to an entire film about police taser training, yeah. oh, God. which was clearly off the shelf. They'd filmed this so long ago, and they yeah. just dragged it off the shelf because they had some police cop drama to talk about. Have we got a film about police? Oh, that'll do. Yeah, put that on. They, are, they asked the question, didn't they? The, the basic th- sort of thrust of the film was: Should the police be armed with tasers? And all they did was talk to the police who said, yes, we should. And they met members of the public and they all said, yeah, probably. And they had the nerve to pretend it was balanced. And so they immediately, <laughs> they went, despite some, some deaths, um, you know, most people seem to be uh, in favour of it. Although they said we got a mixed response from the people that we met. They didn't get a mixed response. All of them said tasering is fine. Yeah. One of them said it sounded expensive. And another one said, isn't it a shame that we've got to the point where the police have to do this? I would feel safer, but it's a lot of money in there. It's sad that we've come to the stage where it is looking at to be necessary. Every time you see somebody stood in a corner with a hood, you begin to feel threatened. And I think, you know, now is the time. Sort it out. Despite the mixed reactions from the people we spoke to... That is not balanced. And then, it turns out anyway, they say, well, it doesn't really matter what you fucking people think anyway, because 8,000 extra tasers at a cost of £6.5 million have been distributed across the police forces already. So they're asking us what, whether we believe they should have this... Let me make it clear. None of us are qualified to answer that question unless you're a serving policeman or you're interested in tasers, right? I don't think I'm going to get tased, so I don't have have any (laughs) fight in this game at all. No, but then, even if you did, Michael, they Mm. come to the end and they say, but it's already been decided. Yeah. What are we doing? Why are we here? <laughs> What's the point? And the, that footage, did you see did that footage of the policewoman where her taser didn't work? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because, it, and I quote, it pinged off his zip. <laughs> I drew my taser straight away and, and instructed him to, to drop the hammer, which he refused. So I fired my taser at him and unfortunately it pinged off his zip. 
so it didn't work. <laughs> this is criminal with a hammer trying to smash her face mm. in in the street. Yeah. And she's obviously wearing a body camera. And then her taser just... Ping. Ping. Those, <laughs> those little bits that you get in films like that. So that little bit of footage showing a guy just, just staring down, he beats off the taser. They then showed her policeman colleague with a baton cracking him in the legs twice. Yeah. And the guy didn't move. Didn't. That is my takeaway from that piece. That's the image I remember. That bloke just fronting up the copper and not moving when he got his legs smacked. Yeah. I was like, that guy's fucking cool. My colleague Ben struck the, the man on the leg a few times and it just had no impact whatsoever. Cool. Yeah. And even when she he was whacking his legs, she regrouped, reloaded the taser mm. and managed to miss his zip and shot him. He still took a while to go down. He did. That, however, bought me a few seconds, enough time to reload my taser with another cartridge, and I fired it and shot him in the legs. And uh, eventually he went down and we managed to secure him. Also, it sort of looked fun, didn't it? To be tased. <laughs> the retase looked fun. Because that guy, the guy didn't collapse to the ground. He sort of, he, he wobbled like a, like a, like a, a, what do you call those pins and a bowling pin? Yeah. Those things. Yeah. Whatever they're called. I don't know the name of anything <laughs> or anyone. He just sort of wobbled and then eventually fell. It was, yeah. it was amazing. I, well, I, want, should, to, I want to do that. Well, I thought when they were showing the guys in the police training zone uh, who were obviously, you know, armed, with, they were still holding knives and the police were training to how to use tasers. And they were just shooting these people with tasers. Yeah. And mm. I thought, I thought, this is. I'm while we were off, there was a one show which went quite viral where Dom Littlewood got tasered in the back. <laughs> I don't know because if you he's saw a criminal. This. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, criminally bad TV. They, they, it, got, it runs the director general, uh, but but he got tasered. So again, there's someone on the one show working in that thing who is fascinated with tasers. <laughs> they, are, they, they are just obsessed with them. Let's have another film about tasers. Maybe every week they go into the office. Go, Jesus Christ, we've still got a big box of those taser videos. <laughs> what can we do <laughs> this week? Oh, come on. Uh, it was that that handbrake turn though was just so wonderful. From sort of uh, car park tough. Car Park Tough from Car Park Tough and chat and chat about how you filmed this and how good it is and how it's a bit like Bad Boys. Yeah. It's a bit like Bad Boys, isn't it? And it's so fun, isn't it? It looks like you're having a load, load of fun. Uh, only last night in central London, officers used a taser and shot a man. Yeah. Only last night, officers in central London used a taser and then shot a man who was brandishing two knives. And, and, what, and what a fucking crass thing to try and make an old film relevant. To go through the papers <laughs> and go, they killed someone last night. So that, that's a bit of luck for us, isn't it? <laughs> Hello there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all new Angela Sandbury podcast. It's a family one. Oh my god, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, quickly, quickly, we haven't got long. Please listen to the all-new Angela Sandbury podcast. It's a family one. Oh, my God, it's hilarious. There's so much muck in it. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. We missed out two films, by the way, that we've skipped over. Oh. Matt Allwright going to see if panic buying uh, is a real thing. That uh, guy's got a name as well, I think. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Uh, he opened that with my favourite line I've heard in ages, where he said, uh, Now, it's not scientific, but I went to three supermarkets. <laughs> it's not scientific, but I visited three supermarkets down one high street, and this is what I found. <laughs> Do it scientifically, you prick! <laughs> Fucking hell. He, he, he goes around, he looks in three supermarkets are the toilet roll and the first one he says a toilet roll shelves pretty empty not pretty empty they were completely empty but it's not scientific so just <laughs> junk throwing it they did vox pops there were four people none of them were stockpiling and there was an old bloke who said a little bit more wine but that's about all okay you need the wine to get through <laughs> oh, he was amazing I thought yeah. I, I love you I thought that was, mm. that was really nice sort of like that's exactly what the British do isn't it but then he just began saying I'm an old man I've seen it all before. It just blows over. Well, I've seen it all before. I'm an old man. I've seen all the builds up and scares and things like that. And it all just blows over. Mate, you haven't <laughs> fucking seen this before. <laughs> no, no. That is and the point. This is a new one. You're literally the dead demographic as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No matter how much wine you've got. Well, alcohol right. also bad, apparently, <laughs> for coronavirus. So um, it's not going to help you. I think that's the first thing, isn't there, where there's a pandemic, is people go, I'll just get really pissed. And yeah. they have to go, well, that's no, what it's not Alex's gonna... vodka drinking take was, of yeah, course, with a hand true. sanitizing thing. I mean, yeah, and then they showed a clip. We talked about this last week mm. where, where they talked about the coronavirus, but they were discussing it with health and travel professionals in a crowded shopping centre. And for anyone wanting more information, go to our <clears> website <throat> and you can find links to the last week's films on the coronavirus there where experts answer your questions on everything, really. Mm. You know, the very, the very place you've been told to avoid. And there's the right. one show just filming it in the, a shopping centre. The best thing they did do in this bit is they just sort of had a, a thing which nobody has done because social media is a cunt. Because, as someone says, if you go now to, like, a supermarket to get some toilet roll, you will not be able to get to that bit because all it is is people taking photographs of it to yeah. stick up on fucking Twitter. You know, them I thought this was quite a responsible film, but the best point they made is they just swung the camera around. And Matt Allwright said, I mean, you'll notice that there's absolutely no shortage of fresh fruit and veg. I mean, interestingly, we don't see pictures of the fruit and veg stalls in supermarkets, which are full of fresh produce at the moment. <laughs> Nobody is buying fruit and vegetables. <laughs> it's just toilet paper and fucking rice. That's it. Can I ask you what you made of Ashley Walters, one of the the fake cops from the right. programmes. Anecdote. Was it actually or Noel? Noel, I think, had an anecdote about an otter. 
was it sort of nothing happened? That's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, you remembered it exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're spot yeah. on. Well, I mean, uh, neither of those were great sort of storytellers, were they? No, sort of those two no. lads. There was a kind of interesting process here. They had a film about beavers. Right. Right. And, and the way that beavers were being reintroduced into some sort of area. Yeah. Also, freaking out, want to show exclusive, they build dams. And why are they doing this? Why are they felling trees? They uh, create dams across the watercourse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Christ almighty. Yeah. I know. So we learned a lot here. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Then, so they'd either. So I was trying to work out the order of things, the order of production here. Mm. So I think what had happened is that mm-hmm. the researcher had done a chat with Noel Clark, and he had somehow said, oh, I've got a story about an otter. Yeah. I worked with an otter on a, a movie that was uh, producing. And it wasn't a story, as you no. said. All it was was he was filming with an otter, the otter ran away, they caught the otter. Mm. That was it. That was the story. An otter didn't run away. That's yeah, More or less, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they, they was like, oh, otter, he's got an anecdote about otters. Be- we've got a beaver film. Beavers, be- get bee, bee, be- beaver, beavers. <laughs> Again, a film that was clearly not shot recently because no. they were filming it in the north and it wasn't flooded. And, yep. and the rivers were fine and the beavers were doing the dams, you know, as you sure. say. So it was from this one tiny non-anecdote. <laughs> They had dragged this entire beaver film off. But it did lead to the marvellous line from Matt, um, who said... I was doing beavers on Country Fire last night. I was doing beavers on Country Fire last night. Only person who can say that and not either go, I'll say something different, or go, this is a bit of a joke. (laughs) Just straightforward, couldn't see it, wouldn't have seen it. I was doing beavers on Country Fire. Alex said, um, I've heard that uh, they're vegan. And then Matt said, they're nocturnal. And and they're they're waking up. They're Just <laughs> random thing. Yeah. They have tails. <laughs> <laughs> I am tired. <laughs> <laughs> and he said they're waking up around now. And Alex just went. Oh, good evening, beavers. It's like, that's what I mean. She's so bored. <laughs> she went, oh. Uh, see, he's finished that sentence and now I have to say something and he expects me to, to fucking do it right now. <laughs> I liked also the, the sense of brinkmanship yeah. of she goes, they're vegan, he goes, they're nocturnal. She goes, fucking hell. Um, good evening, Beavers. They're vegan. Yeah. They're bigger than I yeah. thought. Nocturnal, so they'll be just waking up now. There you uh, go. Good evening, Beavers. <laughs> there you go. You happy? We done? Such Carry on. Strange thing. To really have done. odd. Really odd. Right, can can I go back to that guy? <laughs> the guy who wanted to have a look at shelves. Yeah, Matt. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't like him. <laughs> I don't like him at all. I don't like him. I don't like his tone of voice. I don't like his attitude. Yeah. I don't. That part. Mm. Started with, oh, well, there's all these photos of empty shelves. But is it true? Well, it's a photo. I mean, it's a photograph, right? It's not a drawing, okay? It's not a dream. It's a photograph of empty shelves. Well, do you know what? I thought I'd go and bloody have a look myself. He's, everything about him is just, God, you are just Brexit the man, right? You just, well, bollocks, I don't care. Because I'm gonna, whatever it is, I'm gonna do the opposite. And then whenever he had, it's like anyway, you can get bread and you can get fruit, you can get vegetables. And then he threw the things. So guys, we can relax. Look, there is rice in the shops. We've got loo roll. You can send some to your favourite Australian. And even pot noodle. We can we can relax. There is pot noodles for everybody. 
the one thing that was not to be found in that branch of Sainsbury's was hand sanitizer. But I tell you what, there was enough soap in there to wash a regiment, so that's not an issue. The shelves are stocked. And relax. <laughs> <laughs> he threw them off camera to some poor little cunt. He has to then fucking grab them. You can get bread. Look at me throwing bread. <laughs> you see, you're new to all that. Matt, all right. He's, if there's ever a consumer report... Is somebody is? Is he a consumer guy? Yeah, that's what he does, uh, watchdog. He did a whole piece once about uh, being a journalist and the ethics of his job. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've forgotten that. <laughs> Turning up to supermarkets in non-scientific experiments. Um, but his whole attitude is just bollocks, I'm not having that. That's yeah. not investigative journalism. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Matt being excited on Tuesday because this was Steve Martin and Martin Short who are touring the country mm-hmm. with their uh, two-man show that's on Netflix, as Matt was keen to point out. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> and that was an interesting moment, wasn't it, when they showed a clip of the show that's on Netflix, and Matt said, so that's a clip of the touring show, in a sort of, so you don't need tickets, it's just on Netflix. And then Steve Martin had to try and shut that right down. Here's a taste of your show. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You know, Steve, let me just say, I am such a fan. I mean, I see your work and I'm whelmed. But but they were also funny with that, where Steve Martin was like, that is actually the show from two years ago, although both of the jokes you've shown are actually still in the show. (laughs) And by the way, that's... uh... That, that's our Netflix special, which was on a couple of years ago. Yeah. And yeah. We have significantly uh, changed our show. <laughs> Although, coincidentally, it. those two jokes are still in. <laughs> <laughs> Properly good. Matt and, Matt and Alex had that thing which they sometimes get where you get a big star in, especially mm-hmm. if they're comedians, and they want to show that they are enjoying the comedian's comedy so much that they are literally laughing before they do the opening link. They're, oh, you know, here we... Oh, yeah. you're going to love this, you know, classic, classic. <laughs> but how dare that guy... Who, well, I, I know he's got a name. I know he has. I dare that guy go, oh, we've got a comedy legend. I know who Steve Martin is. <laughs> you introduce Steve Martin to me. Two things about this uh, whole episode. One, if you have to watch an episode of The One Show, how lucky that you got Steve Martin, mm. and to a lesser extent, Martin Short, <laughs> uh, on the episode. At least that's quite nice. Second of all, Steve Martin knows what the one show is. Yeah. yeah. And that's it forever. Yeah. That's it yeah. until he dies. Well, hopefully, maybe he'll get some mental disorder and he'll forget it. <laughs> but that's, he, he, he's off living his life and he knows what the one show is. He's been on the one show. He's seen that set. Yeah. And, he's, yeah. and he had to watch stuff about sewage. And <laughs> they, 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 do you know what? They slightly... I mean, I mean, you mentioned that. They have the guests that are so big, they almost had a thing of going, we're not even going to try and give them something they might be interested in. We are going to do a proper one-show thing, and we are just going to put on... You know, fucking thing about polluted rivers in Ilkley yeah. that you can't do wild yeah, yeah. swimming in. Yeah. A roadside cafe in South Wales. And then there was a film uh, by a young reporter about the death of her alcoholic uncle. That's right. Three, I mean, you've got these comedy people and you're just going, we're not even going to try. Yeah. We're not even mm. going to try to give them something. Well, they, but we're going to laugh about do, the fact it's really badly like put with together. with the beavers and the otters. You know, mm. there was a, you could see how their minds work. But they, did, they gave up themselves in this one. Even to get oh, yeah. into the film about the sewage swimming... Yeah, they just said. Well, we've been having a little think, haven't we, about what, a... <laughs> uh, what sort of things you can do apart from self-isolating uh, while you're over here, and we think we've nailed it. Okay. Wild swimming. We've been having a think. We've been having a think. It's mm. in the office, mm. and uh, to think about yeah. what you can do while you're in Britain, Steve Martin, Martin Short. We think we've na- we think we've nailed it. Wild swimming. Yeah. <laughs> 
just cut. Yeah, and yet, so Steve Martin did, shit. Steve Martin genuinely did laugh at that because he was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is this?" <laughs> there are, however, a few spots. We do that anyway. Do you? Yeah. Well, there are a few spots that you might want to avoid. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Joel Crowley is here for, do. with all the information. I'm curious what this is. That was it. They didn't cut straight to that film, did they? Because they cut to Steve Martin's reaction, they did. which was absolutely oh, right. Wild swimmen, and then he went. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Now, any other television show, yeah. you'd have cut when you went, we found something that we want you to, 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 mm. to, to watch. It's about wild swimming. And you'd cut there. Yes. Yeah. But they cut to Steve Martin because they wanted the reaction where Steve Martin went, this program is crazy. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. And fuck them. <laughs> How dare... If you're going to do the one show, at least have the decency to do it properly. <laughs> Not to fucking second guess so that on this show we can fucking break it down yeah. and <laughs> see right. how you work. It's almost like they listen to this. Yeah. His, his face just said... This can't be on air. Yeah. This can't be the thing. In, yeah. in fairness, anyone from America, they have right. to be like Steve Martin level. Basic people from America cannot believe that this is on air. I have seen one bit of the one show before this week. One bit. Oh. And again, I have the same feeling that I have about Steve Martin. I mean, the very fact that these guys know what the one show is. Sparks were on the one show. It's like, don't put sparks on the one show. And they sat on the sofa and they were interviewed by that lemon. It's just, and he went, oh, I can't believe it. Uh, you're 70, aren't you, Ron? Fuck you. Do you want me to ask you, you're 72? Uh, no, I'm not going to say, no, no, we won't go, we won't go. <laughs> You'll never be 70. <laughs> you will never be 70. You'll never write a decent song. Don't you look at him. Do you know, you're, the other, that, that, I thought you were going to say the bit you'd seen was when Mel Brooks was on. No. And that was, oh, that was similar to oh, the Steve Martin similar, thing. Yeah. But it was also the start, because Mel Brooks is like, what is this show? Actors, hoping to find out more about her long-lost father. What a crazy show. I know. We just turn the page and we move on. Right, let's focus know. on Patricia now, all right? Yes. Okay. Right, this, right, is, okay. But this is nuts. I want to... <laughs> what is this show? I, I don't... You know, you're throwing to this thing and that thing. It doesn't make any sense. And they obviously got behind that quite because mm. it went massively viral yeah. first time something on the fucking one show's ever gone viral and it went mad so they've got that slight thing of going this could get us eyes on if mm. we play up the mel brooks angle of having the big stars on going this program is nuts it's really really weirdly calculating the the, the, the odd thing about this i thought was that i mean martin short was fucking hilarious on this show someone who i've he always thought good. is a bit I, I don't mean that in a horrible way i've just never i've he heard recently like last 10 years people have been going he's actually become this great elder statesman of comedy and i've always he's slightly passed me by it's limp matt, matt on very rare for matt matt's the man one um, oh right the man one. yeah the man yeah, one. yeah. yeah. he uh, un, he never watches anything or engages with any of the guests he, he mm. sort of glosses over the fact that he hasn't watched what they're promoting because mm. he doesn't mm -hmm. need to but he did genuinely seem to like the and he, he's obviously a fan of father of the bride yeah because he he sort of you know you had to have some working knowledge of father of the bride which i haven't seen since it came out no of a character that martin short did called Frank, mm -hmm. right? And then he started just doing that voice, didn't he? And Matt, Matt went, oh, you're doing, you're doing Frank. You're doing it, you're doing it. Well, Zoe and Ben did get married two days later. Here's the lovely picture of bride and groom. Ah. Beautiful. Oh, I did the varding. I know that varding. Oh. It's Frank! It's Frank! Yes! We were waiting for Frank. <laughs> It's worth saying as well that Alex paused the fucking show so that it. she could get her phone out and she went, like, do it into the phone. She's on BBC One <laughs> TV. Can I just remind you, 
record you doing that I was going to say, we have the clip lined up. Yes. Okay, could you just do that again? What a beautiful wording. I love the wording of the word. Oh, yes. Brilliant. We were going to play a clip of that, but we're not even going to bother now. That was absolutely oh, that super. You still got it, Marty. I told you. Marty, yeah. that was absolutely that was magnificent. So On live TV. Oh, she did that. BBC yeah. One it's at seven thirty. It's already being filmed, Alex. Yeah. It's on the television. Yeah. Set your thing at home. You to don't understand. It. I want to put this on my Insta. You're on fucking <laughs> BBC One. Oh, she might know someone who actually works on the one show that could give her a take. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't even need to record it. There was but, a great bit though when when uh, they were talking. So the character's Fronk, right? Which yeah, I didn't yeah. remember from Father of the Bride. I, you know, I had no memory of who he was doing. But mm. Matt obviously loved it because uh, Matt got so excited. He was just going, "Oh, chemistry, uh, class act, uh, really super, yeah, really ab- absolute super. class." Yeah. He said, "I mean a class double act, <laughs> yeah. absolute class. I mean a class act, a class double act, really super." It's so wonderful um, to see. And then on the one show's Twitter feed, they put out the clip of. Uh, so it might have been, I don't think it was Alex's, even Alex's <laughs> little film. It was the clip from the telly of him doing that character. But whoever was doing their social media said, uh, went, went, amazing. Martin Short's on the one show and he's doing Fronk. And they spelt it F R O N K. Fronk? <laughs> What's Fronk? <laughs> this was before I'd watched the episode, so I'm, I'm literally going, what is Fronk? <laughs> So are they admitting, look, I'm not one fucking nobody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. So I, I thought no Mar- Martin Short did the single funniest line I've ever heard on the one show, which was Steve Martin doing a big thing about chemistry, where he was saying, I don't believe that you know chemistry exists. I, uh, you know, I think it's, it's all this. And he talked for about 30 seconds on how chemistry is not important. And Martin Short just went, and I think the secret is we have great chemistry. <laughs> and, I mean, obviously, we're going to hear it rather, you know. Yeah. Actually, well, put it in now. I was going to say instead of me doing it. And here's a clip. And, and here's a clip. You know, I never believe in chemistry because I see, you know, married couples on the screen and they have no chemistry. And then they have people who hate each other and they have fantastic chemistry. So chemistry is a... a yeah. is, subjective, know. I suppose. Yeah, it's subjective or whatever. I mean, you never know when it's going to strike. But we just like each other. We like working toward the same end, having a really... And I think the secret show. is that we have great chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, his other great line was his family saying hello to him. <laughs> were, were they Glenn Gormley or oh, somebody like that in Northern yeah, Ireland? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and, yeah, I can't remember. And Cross, 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 Cross McGlan. Cross McGlan. And, uh, and then... <laughs> They, they force him. Got anything you want to say back to your family? I wish I could remember your name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good. That's brilliant. Would you like to say another, a little message back? There we are. Yes, I would. Yeah. I wish I could remember your name. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so damning. I mean, I mean, I think it went out yeah. the show with Steve Martin saying, I mean, Martin was Martin Short was very lucky. He came from a very funny family. Mm. He said, no, I didn't. I came from a very unfunny family. And Martin Short just said, well, I'll make sure your sister gets a copy of this tape. <laughs> and I just, if you're Martin Short and you're hanging out with Steve Martin and Steve Martin is laughing at everything you say, mm. you are probably the funniest person yeah. on earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just he phenomenally was very, very good. good. Phenomenally and, good. And then Matt, Matt loved the, uh, the that line um, about Cross McGlenn, didn't he? Because he, he came, he was just going, "Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh, oh dear, oh dear." Oh, 
sense of class. <laughs> oh, brilliant. They, the, Matt was honestly like an excitable schoolgirl. He was. Throughout this yeah. entire episode. Because he just loved them. Giddy, yeah. He loved them so, so much. The funniest show in town at the moment. And for the rest of eternity, they're touring the UK as we speak. <laughs> These two are the funniest show in town at the moment and for the rest of eternity, they're touring the UK as we speak. It was, it was funny as well because they had that sort of thing as, as soon as they say, oh, are you enjoying Britain? Steve Martin's natural thing was to sort of go, of course, you know, of course I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, you know, I've, I've been concerned about my family uh, back at home and uh, obviously it's moment by moment we're seeing this. And it is that horrible thing of this looming pandemic over everything. And when the one show is, you know, being banal, and it comes back in. It's really sort of like, yeah, why are we all wasting our time? Just let Steve Martin well, go home. I found myself just, sort of <laughs> just watching it, and you think, and now we're all starting to notice how much we're touching things that where you wouldn't have noticed it before, like mm. train buttons and lift mm. buttons and all that stuff. Strangers' lips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Where I'm, you're sort of thinking, what are they touching on the one show? Because they're always picking stuff up and mm, you know right. e- eating it. And then on Wednesday, which I didn't see the whole of, but saw a clip on social media, um, um, Paddy McGuinness was on, and he broke their plastic table. Mm-hmm. So you know that plastic table in the middle. That, that even though they got about disposable plastic the whole time and how bad it is, they've got a big plastic table. On Pete the set. Donaldson last week, yeah, said about disposable plastic. He said, "I remember this, and I haven't put two and two together until you just said it." Yeah, he actually said. If they break that big plastic table, they'll just chuck it out. It's not going to be recycled. There you go. Right? So he referenced it being broken, and it's broken this week. Yeah. Coincidence? Yeah. So Paddy McGuinness. Green pill, red pill. All I'm saying is, mate, you confidently quoted the one show without looking at your notes. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> I know I'm gonna, you think you've got one over on them, if, but I think they're technically they've won here. If, ju- if just because there's a God figure who is taking out one thing we say in every recording and making it happen next week, yeah. I want Matt's trousers to fall down and his big balls to come out. <laughs> just going to put it out there to the universe. Did You you were aware that uh, Panny McGuinness was on Wednesdays. I think you saw that. Yeah, because I almost yeah. watched uh, Wednesdays uh, out of some sort of like, well, I might as well yeah but as soon as i saw a picture of his face i went do you know what it was so lucky seeing steve martin and martin short why push my life (laughs) but but is that what they do with the one show do you have one episode where here's here's something good and can you imagine what the opposite of that would be well we'll have that on wednesday with paddy you were lucky because they rarely have anything good yeah it's true it's really rare to have a guest that you might want to see Mm. i mean genuinely you know that steve Mm. martin Short, you did get a lucky there's a sense that you're thinking of a balance where you go there was a good one and then they have to have a bad one there is not it is just normally just bad just bad and occasionally you get a good one where a guest lifts it in some way but then of Mm. course they're trying really hard with the films to drag it back down well speaking of which let's talk about the welsh mountain cafe um, so this was a man mm. who, again, an off-the-shelf film, I presume, where a bloke had bought a shack on a hill mm. some years ago, and now we've got a five-minute advert for his business on yep. the top of a Welsh mountain yep. where he feeds burgers to people who are getting married the next I, day. I thought at the end he was going to try and sell it to us. I think he was going to go, and you can have all of this for just £115,000. <laughs> it just it, it, it perplexes me as to what it is. It's early morning on the road that connects the Welsh town of Kerfilly with the city of Cardiff. And the mountaintop snack bar is getting ready for the breakfast rush. 
there was a very odd bit in, in it. So, well, was, I mean, there were many odd bits in it, not least the bride-to-be who ate a big mm-hmm. burger. And I was thinking, why are you having their, their you know, their, it was one of those places that do the biggest burger you can. Can you eat all the burger? It's like nine burgers in a burger. And this bride, they said, and here's whatever her name was, who's getting married tomorrow, and she's trying it. He's like, what? what? And I, you know, rightly or wrongly thought, well, you won't fit in the dress. And, and then her mum, who was with her, went, you won't fit in the dress. <laughs> oh, there we go. I'm not going to say that, for God's sake. <laughs> Oh, no, you'll be fitting your wedding dress after that, right? I will. It's OK. It's not she, just me she being also, misogynistic. Because <laughs> it's, it's in South Wales, she said the word like Alex does. She said venue for venue. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Alex also did another one this week. She said venue, and she said, oh, yeah, instead of viewers, she's begun saying vuers. Vuers. Like yeah. that, just... But, again... Don't make this a normal thing. Yeah. Let, let's speak properly, everyone. There was a good... There was a good... <laughs> uh, 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 well, some, some reason our figures dipped really badly in Wales, actually, John. Don't know quite why. Don't know why that was. Yeah, there I was mean, a... my ethnic cleansing regional accent routine obviously just not playing there. And so that drags us to the end of part one of this week's The The One Show show. Join us tomorrow as we, like a podcast virus, continue our journey into the very lungs of The One Show in order to kill it. But while we'll wait to see if The One Show needs to dial 111, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us? We only ask for five stars. Not much, is it? Podcast gold like this. Who knows, your small favourable review could be the one that propels us from number 100 in the chart to an equally chart-bottoming 99. We thank you for your time. Car Park Tough. Welcome to All Rather Mysterious, the podcast that aims to unlock the mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain. My name is Eleanor Morton. My name is David Reed. I'm doing the man in the iron mask. Oh, Lord Lucan. The Hollinwell incident. The Versailles time slip of 1901. Tamam should. Who was Caspar Hauser? The Dyatlov Pass incident. Oh. Glad you said it. Yeah, I've no idea how you pronounce it. It sounded right. Dyatlov. 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 I'll be doing some uh, deeply uh, culturally sensitive accents throughout this. I'm not sure I don't listen to things. <laughs> when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.